subject to this in Ace Attorney Fancast. I'm Stephanie. Stop hitting me. I'll print when I'm ready. I'm Jesse. Oh, hey, what's going Oh, Phoenix, why are you eating me? I'm Michelle. Literally some weird bottles off the kitchen floor. Just take them. They don't even look like pharmacy bottles. Just take them. It's fine. <laughs> we back. We here. Jesse's here. Hi. I've been gone a while. <laughs> Jesse's alive, everyone. Yay. The question is... Is she, though? <laughs> Am I, though? That's a good question. The answer is always no. Yes. Uh, you know what's not alive? The news. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. We're all going to News's funeral like next month. <laughs> if you, too, would like to send offerings to News's funeral, send flowers to uh, object to this podcast at gmail.com. Um, in, in, terms of, in terms of we don't have news, Jams gave us some news. <laughs> That's uh, more like false hope and ha ha ha, like that's funny jams. Coming in clutch jams. Wait, is it the Tokyo Game Show is coming It's out? about the Tokyo Game Show oh, next month. okay. Um, now, Tokyo Game Show is iconic for telling us that last year we'll have some unmissable news. Oh, yeah. Unmissable yeah. being the HD remastered trilogy for the Switch. And PlayStation and computer. Don't forget. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so, cross-platform. So, jams is... I, I don't want to. I don't want to project that James is hopeful. James is using hopeful language and deluding no one, including themselves. <laughs> but you know, could also possibly announce ports for Apollo Justice Investigations, Dual Destiny, Spirit of Justice. Like we could get, we could potentially get HD remastered ports or just straight ports, at least for the Switch for these guys. Um, wouldn't hold breath for Investigations too, because we're never gonna get it. Wouldn't hold breath for Apollo Justice. I think Apollo Justice is more likely to happen because we did eventually get Apollo Justice 17 years later for um, the 3DS, I think. Yeah, it eventually. So they already have an HD remaster of Apollo Justice. So they would just have to port it. They would just have to port it. So, like, that is not... Hopeful. (laughs) Yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, You know, there's the, the... It's... There's not even a, a, a mention by Jams that it could be a new game announcement because we all know it's not. <laughs> we all know, yeah. Of course not. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for fake news. <laughs> well, good. That's nice. It's uh, you know, yeah. I was talking to Kevin from the Game and Time podcast, and he was like, "I really need a mystery. I need a mystery game and stuff." And I was like, "It'd be nice if an Ace Attorney came out." Huh? <laughs> Those those mystery chops are just dry. Yeah, bone no. dry. Um, so Jesse, in the in the eons, I haven't seen you. What's new? Perhaps maybe you've seen a show. I did finish <laughs> the Ace Attorney anime two days ago. I started it three days ago. All right, so Jesse, you've you've officially reached where we have reached, which is let me ask the first question we asked ourselves: Was it worth it? I don't know. I did like all of the trials and tribulation stuff and watching it all together. I really liked the filler with Pearl and Maya and going to the beach. That was adorable and cute. And it just reminded me I loved Mia. I loved Maya. I love Pearl. And I love how well Phoenix knows Maya, that he could look at a map of nonsense, <laughs> figure out it's her favorite ramen places in order by train stop, and then figure out where to go from there. That, that was, was great. That was on brand. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's like a little nuance I didn't think about was like Phoenix was able to decipher that map really fast. Yeah. yeah. So like, I love that. 
Did and you love that we learned Maya went to school? I that is no, because that's not a thing that ever happened. Because Maya did not go to school. Because <laughs> Maya lived. Look, Morgan Fay told Pearl that nothing existed outside of the village of Corain other than mountains. That is correct. She a hundred percent told Pearl this until Maya took her to the beach. There's no way Maya went to school. Yeah, meanwhile, Maya's going to high school somewhere. <laughs> like, she went to high school in Karain Village, and they wore their usual, like, spirit channeling clothes, because they had nothing else. I, that's what I believed in my heart, so I was very <laughs> upset to see her in a Sailor Fuku. Yeah. Um, Alright, any other, any other pointed feelings or handlings in Trials and Tribulation before I ask you the other important question, which I've prepped you for? Yeah, um... They did well. The pacing was well because I watched it all at once. It was just a lot because I had to watch 13 episodes all at once and I was just tired by the end of it. Because, <laughs> like, I I wasn't as engaged as I wanted to be, but I did like how they did all of the Trials and Tribulations stuff. It was nice seeing Trials and Tribulations animated because I really like that game, but... So those cases with the bridge and everything with Godot and Mia and Dahlia reminded me how much I hated Dahlia. Like, damn, I hate Dahlia. Also, Pearl's dad sucks. Or not Pearl. Well, Dahlia and Iris's dad sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Pearl's dad. Yeah. We don't know who Pearl's dad is. I never want to find out. We don't need to find <laughs> hey, out. Hey, Capcom, not an avenue. Don't, don't, don't. You got other shit to resolve first. We had a few nitpicky problems, but like, that's us. So uh, we don't need to rehash them. I had some nitpicky problems, but all my notes got deleted that I took about the anime. So what I remember is, damn, Feeny was annoying when he was in college. Damn, I hate Dahlia. Their dad sucks. Yeah, of course Morgan would, like, tell Pearl nothing exists outside their village. That's, and I love the phase. I love Mia, I love Maya, I love Pearl. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Did, was it good, though? I, hey, was it a good anime? I, I liked all the trials and tribulations and how it all worked together, but that was from the game. Was it a good anime? I don't know, because I, cause I was thinking about that and, like, how they were doing stuff and, like, the emotional stakes of it. And, like, seeing it animated, some things hit me more emotionally, but then other things just felt, like, silly and kind of fell flat. Hmm. Like, there were some things like, that... Like, Phoenix wearing the, the nut habit? <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> Perhaps that part? <laughs> I mean... To dump off a birdie bridge? To run across, to decide the, like, seeing the bridge animated, and clearly every part of it is on fire, and then Phoenix running towards it to, like, go across it, and Larry being like, no, don't do that, and being like, yes, Larry, that's reasonable, and then Phoenix falls, you know? That's all good shit. Yeah, it's Animated, like- that's good shit. But then you fucking put a nut habit on Phoenix, and it's meaningless trash. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've re- we've hashed all these for the listeners, so I don't have to go into all my nitpicks. But yeah, so some things were good to see; other things kind of fell flat. Overall, I liked it. Is it a good anime? I still don't know. Okay, I, all right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I've already asked. I already told you this because you watched the train case. Tm yeah. tm tm. <laughs> <laughs> Please recap for me and the podcast 
what happens in the train case? So, it, to prepare for this, I recap <laughs> this for both my brother and Jing. Neither one of them understand what happened in the train case. Before, we were going to originally record last week and we had microphone issues. So I told Jessie that she was going to do this and she said, but I don't know what happened in the train case. <laughs> so now she's had time to prepare. Much more time than we would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Phoenix and Maya got free tickets to go on this train that was bought in an old-fashioned, like, 1900s-style train by this guy whose name was, like, Rich Nande or something. His name was dumb. He's from Goldstruck Republic because Goldstruck Republic is a place that exists. But he couldn't be at the opening. The judge and Gumshoe are there because they won a lottery. So they go on the train, they see some somewhat suspicious looking people, they get to their places, Maya has steel samurai transistor radios because they're on a train, obviously they have to pretend there's a bomb on this train. Phoenix is like, no. Gumshoe is like, hell yeah, of course we're going to pretend that there's a bomb on this train. That is the correct thing to do on this train. Give me that other transistor. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm a cop and I'm going to go pretend there's a bomb on this train and <laughs> yeah. try and find it. So then Gumshoe's car is called to dinner, so he goes to dinner. The judge is there. They have a nice dinner. Someone doesn't make it to their seat. Then Gumshoe sees a ghost, I think. He thinks he sees a ghost. I don't know. Uh, So this episode, I fell asleep. (laughs) But I paused at the end credits, took like an hour nap, and then got back into it. So then, uh, then I don't know. So then... (laughs) Then things get complicated. And more complicated because you fell asleep. (laughs) We're not going to help you. I'm good. I've practiced this for this reason. Uh, So then they're they're locked in the train car. The judge happens to be hiding behind the bar because he forgot something in the dinner car. Because they found a dead body. That's right. They found the dead body first in a room that was on fire. And then... (laughs) Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, the room was on fire, oh, yeah. and they had to look because later, when it turns out that the person wasn't wasn't killed there, or like was moved and hidden in a different place, and so the person was alive that was in that room full of smoke, and then had to get up and like pretend to not to and go back to being who he was. It was like, why didn't you pass out? You were in a very small enclosed room full of smoke because it was on fire. But anyway. Uh, so find dead body, rooms on fire, put out fire. There's an um, he's there's a prosecutor on the train who is from America. He went to law school with Edgeworth, and once in one class, when he got really cocky and showed up a different senpai and was like, "Hi, you should have considered this." Edward stands up from the back of the room is like, no, hi, you should have considered this. And so he left Japan because he was so embarrassed <laughs> that Edward defeated him in that one class that one time. So he's off in the United States. He was the lawyer for the case. So the owner of the train pops up. Turns out. Please describe this man. I can't! I can't describe this big caped Victorian blonde man from the Gold Struck Republic. And all of his employees are completely loyal to him and call him king. 
He has Japanese citizenship now because he loves Japan so much. But like, as all royalty does. Yeah, but also, like, is he actually royalty? Because I feel like there are some problems with the royalty from this one country gaining citizenship to another country. Anyway, so he pops up out of nowhere because he had escaped. Because when he had been in the U.S. for reasons, he was they thought that he killed an ambassador because whatever and so he brought all of the and then he like was tried and put on death row in america so in the united states so in a different country so of course it makes sense when he's transferred to a separate country for whatever reasons to escape have this elaborate train plot and then make a trial so that he it's a retrial of that case that makes total sense right like, as a lawyer, does that make sense, Michelle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a lawyer, <coughs> half of it was, like, <laughs> invalidated long ago. Yeah, because I, it's, it's a different country. I, I don't know. We're that's not, not even the problem. No, really. that's not the problem. There's, that's, there's a lot that's, more problems. There's many problems. Anyway, so they do the retrial. It, it, with, and he brought Phoenix and Maya on so Phoenix could be his defense attorney. He brought the original prosecutor from the United States, and then he brought, like, key witnesses from the event where an ambassador was shot. Turns out the guy that's dead was a waiter who was, like, a key witness from the first case. So Maya sneaks out, transition radios, gumshoe all the information, gumshoe is accidentally shot by one of the employers when she trips and falls and drops the gun and it shoots him. <laughs> one of the most beautifully animated scenes. Yeah. Jesse, you're literally choking on all your words. I, this, this case, I can't, I, I'm... You're almost there. Okay, yeah, so Gumshoe emailed Edgeworth, told him all of this stuff that's going on. Edgeworth is like, what the hell? So he's at the prosecutor's office of the United States. We have that, yeah. 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 So he goes into the basement, finds a file with information, and then a bunch of security guards show up, escort him to the chief prosecutor of America. <laughs> Which we have. <laughs> yes, we totally have this. And then Edgeworth is like, there is some sketchy stuff in this case or whatever. And then also all this crazy stuff is going on on the train. And they're like, we know because we have a direct video link to it. Here, watch. Let's watch it together. See what happens. So it goes through the case. Turns out, like, the waiter was an assassin that was hired to kill them because there was a whole conspiracy plot by the Office of Commerce to stop the guy from the Goldstruck Republic because he was making too much money? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So they framed him for the murder and then there was a whole nother cover-up or something for the trial, question mark, question mark. The American prosecutor was complicit in all of this and knew it in the trial going on. He killed the waiter guy because... He was trying to blackmail him for more money. So he killed, stabbed him, killed him, stuffed him in the top of the train. At some point, lightning st- struck the train, and then his body fell out, and it was where Gumshoe was. Yeah, that's how they figured out he wasn't killed in his 
Oh, this case was dumb. This case was so dumb. Anyway, so it goes, Phoenix figures stuff out with Edward's help because they call in from the United States prosecutor's office. And then they say that, like, they're gonna, the prosecutor's office is corrupt and they're gonna, like, be better, whatever, and punish the prosecutor that went to school with Edgeworth. So then they get a not guilty verdict, and then the guy's like, okay, great, you have two minutes to get out of this car because I set up a bomb. Regardless of what the outcome was gonna be, I'm gonna blow it up. Which is where it turns out the ghost gumshoe thought he saw was actually... The train car detaching and retaching to rearrange the cars so that the car, the dinner car, I think it was, where the trial was happening was at the end so that when it would explode, it wouldn't harm anyone else. Anyway, Phoenix is like, no, have faith, have hope. We like justice prevailed and then convinces the guy to get out of the car gives Edgeworth a wink over their Skype call that takes up, like, the whole sidecar of the train, jump out, miss the explosion, case over. Did I miss anything? Yeah, I think so. But (laughs) Was it important? I think you also didn't get it. There was the whole stuff with the grandma and the birthday (laughs) and all of that. Look. That was important to me. You also missed the part where Phoenix checked out a bunch of books from the library about trains. Wait, I don't remember that <laughs> The part. very beginning. Yeah. yeah, I... And I think you missed the part where the prosecutor was the bad guy the whole time. Yeah, the prosecutor... <laughs> I mean, you the, literally forgot that I mean, I did say he was the one that murdered the guy and stuffed him He's, in the roof. You said the waiter was an assassin. Yeah, no, the waiter was the assassin <laughs> that was paid to kill the guy that framed the... Yeah, you kind of... You didn't sell us the part where... Where the prosecutor was the murderer. Oh, yeah, the prosecutor killed the waiter. Is Yeah, he's, the prosecutor's the murderer. He was the bad guy the whole time because Edgeworth was, was like, was mean to him in high school once. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess so. Yeah, that case is incomprehensible anyway, so. Yeah, you did much better than I expected you to, which if you asked me to summarize that case, even after you just did, I'd be like, Phoenix checked out a bunch of books. <laughs> there was, like, some sort of weird sandal that Gumshoe found. Gumshoe got shot at a point. Yeah. Victoria the sandal wasn't important for anything. No, but I remember it for some reason. Oh, that case. Yeah. Three episodes. Three episodes of the anime went to this. We could have gotten Emma. Entirely, entirely worth it, I think. <laughs> yeah. Which, I think, Michelle and I have come to a conclusion, like, maybe the anime should have been just more train cases. <laughs> More bonkers stuff, yeah. More pancakes and train cases. <laughs> what else are we doing today? Oh, well, we have to talk about the homework. Well, Our homework question was, who's the smartest prosecutor? Provided by Jams. Jams provided their input as well. Um, I don't necessarily have an answer. And I've been not thinking about it very long. Okay. So, Well, what's Jams' answer? James has two answers. Well, so well. James, James had cheated on their own homework. <laughs> it's, well. So it depends on the definition of smartest. Is how I guess. James starts. Okay. Um, I'd say to be smart, you have to be knowledgeable, able to use said knowledge. Someone can know a bunch of info, and it takes someone smart to successfully create and present an argument and react comf- a counter argument using the info. It's very up to debate, but that's the definition that James was operating under. Okay. Uh, so focus on two. Um, was going to walk through all of them, but decided to just narrow it down to two. So Miles Edgeworth, which to me seems like 
the obvious answer mm-hmm. in the way that Ace Attorney frames Miles Edgeworth. Mm-hmm. Okay, I continue, but you, I take issue. I mean, in my opinion, if if you were to say, like, Ace Attorney, smart guy, Miles is probably, like, the first, like, token Ace Attorney character I think would get that, in my opinion. Um, so what Jams goes on to say, Edward Smart's practically defined his character. His main ability is logical reasoning. He's able to interrogate witnesses, find the truth purely by using his words without presenting any evidence. He has a perfect win rate prior to reuniting with Phoenix. For good reasons, potentially. Uh, that's that's a debate we've had. Uh, let's see. Uh, and he achieved this without forging evidence. <laughs> he prepared. He is very prepared and organized with how he plans and prepares for each case. He has strong morals and is driven to search for the truth. Edruth is perfectly put together. As a result, he's rigid. He can present a perfect argument, but if anything goes wrong, he ends up shaken. He isn't very adaptable. So while, while he's knowledgeable. Uh, he wouldn't necessarily be able to have his knowledge without a plan. He also lacks in social smarts and can come off as unfeeling. He frequently underestimates others and rejects assistance, which could help him. Um, he's also the only playable prosecutor, uh, which causes things to be slightly different because in investigations, he's as smart as the player is, so he can be literally perfect, or he can be an idiot and present wrong evidence and give wrong answers. The second answer we got from Jams is Simon. Uh, Simon Blackwell is smart, but in more of a cunning way than Edgeworth. He's well-versed in psychology and literally outsmarts the defense in court. He's able to get Apollo and Athena to play into his argument without using any misleading evidence, such as an updated autopsy report. He is quick-witted and far more adaptable to new information than Edgeworth. While Edgeworth outmatches him in pure book smarts and logic, Blackwell is faster thinker and better at outsmarting the the defense. So who is smarter? I say time-skipped Edgeworth is smarter than Blackwell, but Blackwell is smarter than pre-time-skipped Edgeworth than everyone else. Edward gets much more screen time, so there's many more examples of his smartness, so it's hard to argue, to, but it can be any, but it can be anyone but him. So that's what Jam says. I disagree, but that's fine. I mean, those are good, those are good, that's a good analysis. But I think that, I mean, Simon is so distracted by his own martyrdom that, like, yeah, he can outsmart people, like, in the moment, like the master manipulator. <laughs> Remember they build him as like he's gonna be a master manipulator, watch out. But like he like and he does that a little bit. Like he does lead Athena and Apollo around. But we also have Jenny from the email saying Blackwell, since he's the only one to walk out on Phoenix's bullshit. That's a different I mean yeah yeah, but also hey, like being smart to to not engage Hey, also, Miles Edgeworth walked out on Phoenix's bullshit by flying away and saying he was dead. <laughs> Speaking of which things that smart people do, and let's check the list real quick. <laughs> In order to get over embarrassment, fake their death. Fake your own death because you're so embarrassed. Uh, not not the worst plan, honestly though. I think that Edgeworth is not smart because oh, of that playable part. Answer. What does Mapop say? So Mapop's probably Edgeworth actually gets shit done. Logic is his power, became chief prosecutor, has not been dethroned from said position. Basic two plus two logic is his power. Uh, Somehow this is considered his special ability, and I think that means a lot. Uh, Totes falls into Michelle's first game you played is your fave prosecutor theory, so hella biased. Also maybe change that theory to one out of every five person's faves. His joke answer is gasp in pain. Oof. After being defeated, moved to a new country and became their highest prosecutor. Let's check the list again. Hang on. 
I don't know. I kind of like this list of hey, just move away. (laughs) Pack your bags and move away should not be the thing that smart people do. But... But, okay, he became the prosecutor to enact lawful revenge execution on the attorney who defeated him, used completely legal means to almost kill said attorney and defendant for his means. Never forget that he tried to legally kill Phoenix and a small child. Wait a second, who are we talking about? Gaspin still. Mm, Yeah, well, no, I don't think that's... I don't think it qualifies as smart. I don't know if that qualifies as smart (laughs) so much as evil. (laughs) But, yeah. Okay, we don't have any more email answers. Okay. Everyone thinks it's Edgeworth or Blackwell, though, is really what it comes down to. And I think it is not them. I still don't have an actual answer, but I I don't think it's it's Blackwell. It's Francisca von Karma. No. What are you talking about? Here's my answer. Uh... Brian Faraday. So I thought about that too. I thought about Faraday because, but the problem with him is we don't get to see him do that anything. We true. only get to hear about him post-mortem. Like, so yes, he was able to continue being a prosecutor while masquerading his criminal organization as an international thief, which is, which rules, but I don't like, and it takes a lot of smarts to do that. But we never actually saw him in action. And the only reason why I think that matters is because Calisto Yu is the person that held the Yadagarasu together. Like, who masked kept it secret and stuff. We know this because we saw her with her secret identity. And we saw her maintain that for ten years. <laughs> we saw her maintain a secret identity for ten years. So, like, I think that I can probably attribute... The mastermind behind the Yadagarasu. <laughs> like, I mean, like, Bad helped, right? And and Faraday helped. But, like, the only person who we see do those things is Calliusto U. She's not in the running for this, though, because she would she's win. she's a defense attorney. <laughs> if yeah. she was in the running, she would win. But she's not, because she's a defense attorney. Yeah. But I think it's Franzi. I, I could have sworn I saw... I saw a Tumblr post that... That explained why Franzi wasn't smart. What? What did it say? I think, and I, I wish I had I had saved it, but I was scrolling through late at night kind of deal. But it was along the lines of, a smart person doesn't try to whip people into agreeing with them. <laughs> sure, but if we're going to do that, then Miles Edgeworth has the superpower of being smart. Like, that's not, we need to like... Well, I mean, setting the whipping aside for a second. I mean, that was that was like a that was like a thing, which is like she still is immature, and that kind of like hinders her her thinking abilities. Well, when we face her in court, that is true. But throughout the series, she has progressed to become a prosecutor for Interpol. Yes. So, like, not only is she maybe she's immature as a prosecutor when we face her, but she is capable. And able to do all the things that Edgeworth can do without fleeing the country. And not only that, she's so capable that she gets hired onto an external organization where she continues to do very impressive things and solve crimes. And as far as we know, like we saw her do that in the, through investigations. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, she has not fucked that up in any way. <laughs> yeah, I would say, um, I would agree that Francie probably is the smartest because we see her end game. Definitely. I'm not, like, I think, for the sake of argument, let's say, like, Fran, like, we're only, f- let's, let's see where we face off with everyone. We face off with Gaspin Payne, 
and Winston Payne. Neither no. of them are smart in any regard. <laughs> we all agree about this. Fleeing the country is not smart. Right. Unless. Um, <laughs> uh, but So put those two aside. The other ones we have, we've ever... Brian Faraday, I think we should put aside. He's dead. We just, yeah, see, we we just, just did not see enough of him. Like, he could be in the running, but we don't know. We know nothing so about him. So we're going to put him aside. Put him aside. So we have Edgeworth. We have Franzi. We have Godot. We have... Clavier? Clavier, which no one even touched Clavier. I mean, Jing said Clavier. Honestly, I <laughs> think the only it? person who could go against Franzi is Clavier. I don't have an argument for why Clavier's not smart. Yeah, like, he's just too... His, his personality is not stereotypically smart. Like, a rock yeah. star boy who wears leather pants is not stereotypically a smart person personality, and that overshadows it. But otherwise, I can't prove that he's not smart. Yeah. Like, and let's, let's stick with, like, the the lens of just like who when you're facing off with these characters. Let's just like just just for argument's sake, because otherwise this conversation's over and that's not very fun. Um Clavier, we see him as like a playboy. He's very flirty. We do see him get serious in in Apollo Justice. So we know he gets down to business and we know he takes things seriously and that he he is smart enough to be a prosecutor and manage his band career. So yeah. that is that is a, a different like a talent also in and of itself. Um I would say it's hard to get a read on Clavier because he has a lot of also emotional investment in this game. Yeah. And Apollo Justice, that like emotional, his emotional state outweighs his ability to think kind of towards the end. Yeah. And I'll end end in the Darren Crescent case too, because he, he, you could argue he's not smart enough to see that his bandmate is smuggling drugs and also murdering people. But at the same time, he's very emotionally invested in that situation yeah so it's hard to say like if clavier is smart and his brother it's like you can't really say that he didn't notice that his brother was fucking psychopath because he was so too close to that but you could say that i mean you could argue like he was not he was not detached in his intelligence enough to isolate those problems but also because christoph was good at hiding it but clavier was off on tour (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Clavier didn't have... He wasn't in that law firm every day like Apollo Justice, who didn't notice. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, yeah. So, Clavier is uh, maybe, I guess. But he's yeah, but, he's too baggage. Uh, yeah, I there's guess. a lot of baggage where it's hard to argue him. Moments where he's smart and shines. So, moving to the next game would put us to... Blackwell. Blackwell, and then after that we have Sadmahi, which we all fucking can't talk about Sadmahi being smart because he's so emotionally stunted, I can't... Well, he's, There's no emotional smart intelligence in that man. When I was discussing this with Kevin, like, Kevin's words were that he's too immersed in dogma to be evaluated outside of the lens of his bullshit. Right, like... <laughs> like, Karain, like, the Karainese law... And the Karainese way of doing the law is his entire thing. It doesn't matter facts or logic or putting things together or solving cases. He's not doing any of that. He's just doing it the Karainese law way. Like, he's just dogmatic. So I don't think we can evaluate Sadmadhi because we've never fucking met him. Like, we... (laughs) We yeah. don't we don't get to see him solve a problem as himself. We only get to see him solve a problem as the prosecutor from Karine. You know? That's much more yeah. forgiving than anything I would have said about said Mahi. So Well true, but it's I, also this very is true from Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, so, Kevin. So thanks, Kevin. I'm trying to think if there's any anything else. Because like I've 
Because we, we also didn't take a moment to, like, talk about Godot being smart, because... G- Straight up, though, Godot. like... Okay, this is my argument why Godot loses yeah. in this case. You're gonna go have lunch with a suspected poisoner. <laughs> <laughs> what do you drink at that lunch? Nothing. <laughs> what do you consume at that lunch? The answer is zero things, and he was he failed at one, okay? Yeah. You don't sit down with a suspected poisoner. But also, he's the one that called that meeting that didn't he did. need to happen. And he, well, he called that meeting because he suspected her of being a poisoner. <laughs> And I, I don't want to, I don't want to like really dwell on it because his, his response to waking up from a coma, realizing the love of his life is dead is better kill her protege. Yeah, no, the Godot's not smart, y'all. No. no. Like, like stricken from the race, honestly. <laughs> and I think, could Godot, was Godot smart enough to potentially have gotten away with the crime he committed? Yes. Yes. He didn't want to. And no. that's different. Because but... like having rewatched, having rewatch that case it was just like there's so many other things you could have done Godot it didn't have to happen but you didn't care because you were too emotional about Mia being gone yeah he could have is he capable of doing those things yes but he was not smart at very very key moments of his life yes (laughs) and that resulted in a 10-year coma and honestly that takes you out of the running okay (laughs) like Manfred no uh, I I don't think so. <laughs> I did skip that one. <laughs> but here's why. I thought about this too. I thought about why Manfred shouldn't be in the running, personally. And this is why. Because in the world of Ace Attorney, there are renowned assassins. There are world-renowned assassins. And instead of hiring one of those, you do your dumb shit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean just, you took your own gun to an elevator to kill someone no he got of, the security guard's gun that Edward threw the opportunity prevent, presented itself he should he have done it no no if you'll remember no no, no 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 they are closed into the elevator Manfred von Karma is on the outside he shoots from outside Miles Edgeworth throws the gun oops, throws the gun of the security guard. Security guard's gun goes off, shoots Manfred through the window. So Manfred had his own gun on the outside. And then Miles accidentally shot Manfred. So I would argue why Manfred also doesn't win is because the man's response to bullet wound in the shoulder is better not hire a doctor and maybe kill that doctor or maybe just pay him off to remove the bullet. It's keep the shoulder. bullet there. It's yeah. keep the bullet in your body. Oh yeah, no, no. And go on a trip. And then also adopt the... Guy's son for a whole long-term revenge plot that was unnecessary. Yeah, once again, like, you could just hire a Shelly to kill her to kill that child, but you didn't. Or just return him to the orphanage like you planned. Okay, we can't take the anime as canon. The anime's not canon. Because no, we, we but can't. that's still a funny idea. Because because a smart man... Manfred's not dumb. So I will no. say, like, he does dumb things, like, and he's maybe shows wrong things, but I think he is generally a smart-ish man. A smart man wouldn't take a kid and go, don't know why I adopted this kid. Maybe I'll return him to an orphanage while drinking a glass of wine. Yeah. That's not, yeah. like, I can't take the anime into account for motivations here. So we have to put that aside. I do think Manfred should have should have not bought his own gun. Should have <laughs> maybe not kept a bullet in his shoulder for 50 years or however long it was. And I don't think, I don't think it was a good plan, but... A mastermind plan of bringing up this man's child and making him into a bad person isn't necessarily a 
dumb thing to do. It's just a really like weird. Thing it's a, to like do. a fucked up thing to do. It's a yeah, fucked up. It's thing like a to real do. fucked up thing. Like <laughs> I mean, the raising of Miles Edgeworth is not the thing that I would say he is dumb for. Yeah, but it was the, his entire way of getting his revenge on Gregory initial pre pre Edgeworth or pre Miles situation. Mm-hmm. Um, bad plan. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm not going to say he's done. Oh, he should have known that the parrot would have done. No, I'm not. Absolutely not. That's not what we're judging him on. I am, in fact, judging him on how he brought his own fucking gun to a courthouse when he could have just hired an assassin. Yeah. He's rich. Yeah. And you can't even say he doesn't know about the assassins because Shelly DeKiller is renowned. Like, no. in the amongst he police and prosecutors. He would have known. I don't think... I just also want to get Blackwell out of the running. Also, I don't think Blackwell is smart. I love this man. I love Blackwell too. Here's what I was thinking about Blackwell. Okay. So here, Blackwell is too obsessed with his own martyrdom, right? So like when he's in prison, he's so obsessed with the fact that he has sacrificed himself to save Athena, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he is that, that, um, self-righteousness blinds him to the truth of that case, right? Mm-hmm. Once again, there's a renowned-ass James Bond-type assassin who can take people's, like, identities. Blackwell knows this because he knows that that's who really did it. Mm-hmm. Instead of using his prosecutor leverage to, like, solve that, he's just like, no, I will die and so she, <laughs> so that she may live. Like, And then it's like, okay, well, he's blinded by that. Well, what happens when he gets out of that situation, right? After that, he's full tilt soba, okay? <laughs> like, I get it. You've been in prison and shit. But, like, what do you, what's the next thing you do? Soba, baby. And then, like, when, when the soba shit breaks bed, what does he do now? Well, he gets his dumb shit little friend to come <laughs> handle that case instead of being like, I was standing right there as the clown buried something in the yard. <laughs> I am saying that I I love him, but he is not in the running. No, I mean I don't think we've gotten to see him. Like he can do his little manipulation thing in court, right? But Which like I think, like, and I think it's not Blackwell's fault, but I think Ace Attorney as a mechanic dropped his manipulation very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's Blackwell being bad at manipulation. I see him think it's like Ace Attorney Cannon was like. I don't feel like dealing with this. But also, like, on one hand, your manipulation is a girl from across the room is screaming at you, I know you didn't do it! And you're like, fuck you! (laughs) You get dragged back to prison by, oh, the guy that you're looking for! (laughs) But not looking for? But not actually looking for because you're too obsessed with yourself martyred. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that's why. Like, and I, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like with Clavier, I'm like, I don't know if he's smart or not because of emotions. Blackwell, I know you're not smart, and it's because of emotions. <laughs> because of emotions, <laughs> which I think comes out as a little unfair. But like, Blackwell also has like we we see him post so we with the soba, so like we have that where we see Clavier post. Apollo Justice, and we're like, baby, you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're not better yet. Not. Which I'm sure Blackwell also is still dealing with things, but, like, it's a little hard because he's just so bu- so bu- hungry. Yeah, and and he's trying to get... He's not even trying to do the smart thing about, like, the soba shop. He's trying to get the deed to this <laughs> not-nose, like, bullshit kid. Yeah. Um... So and let's let's just get Miles out of the out of well we don't the full, so the full slam on Miles. Frenzy doesn't have to win. She's I just, just my pitch. I don't really have any counterpoints to why Frenzy isn't smart, except for that thing I read online, which is 
you're not smart if you're handling things with the wit because you're mad about it. Yeah, I mean, solving your problems with violence is not necessarily the smartest thing. Which, like, if we're focusing on the lens, like I proposed, of just as your prosecutor, we still get Franzi at the end of the game who who is devoid of emotion but still cries with Edgeworth yeah. and says, like, I'm going to defeat you when you come back kind of deal. And we get character growth within her game, and that character growth doesn't stint her as a character. Yeah. It doesn't make her less of a good prosecutor within the context of those games. Well, before, yeah. Like, the future ones. And even in Trials and Tribulation, when she comes back, yeah, exactly. she's, like, more mature. She becomes more mature instead of, like, the other two boys I mentioned, sad or broken (laughs) or full of soba. Yeah. And, like, she is able to process stuff and still do her best. Well, we also have to remember that she um, is such a good investigator with Gumshoe that Mm -hmm. during the finale of 2, of Justice for All, she's off screen solving the case. Yeah. You're on screen freaking out the whole time, and she's off screen getting shot, but still solving the case. That's why I'm like, I can't argue. Franzi kind of wins. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But I want to, like, thoroughly explain why the rest aren't. Right. And that's, like, the gumshoe, gum, like, and I don't want to discredit gumshoe there, but, like, gumshoe brought her the pieces, and she put the pieces together, you know? Yeah. So the reason why Edgeworth, like, Edgeworth doesn't win is because Francie gets less screen time and got all that shit done. And then we do see her, out of the context of the lens, she does go off and become more badass. And is capable and confident. We get, like, the kind of smarky Edgeworth as he gets older. As Edgeworth gets older, he kind of, like, takes a backseat. He's still smart, but he also, like, feel like we feel like he doesn't have to prove himself as much. Right. Where we first get him, he's he's a, he's got all the emotional stiltedness the other boys got. He's got issues with his emotions. He's cold and cunning and calculated the did he forge evidence problem is still a problem well i think i think we've settled this before as in as coming to the conclusion that he did not he he probably did not forge evidence but he knowingly used forged evidence mm-hmm. so that's again not something a smart people do right like it's that's not smart to do it and then he relied on that so much that he doesn't know how to function as a prosecutor without that and that's what like the the miles edgeworth chooses death portion until we see him back in action pretty much in in um the end of justice for all well i'd say like the end of justice for all is like the start but i'd say he's not even better yet until investigations like he doesn't he's not at his peak capacity until you play him in investigations that's how long it takes for him to learn how to be a prosecutor without relying upon evidence that was forged. Which, like, as a character growth, fantastic. Yeah. In terms of, like, being smart enough to see your flaws and step back. Like, the, the method is what she done is bad. He done did bad by saying, I chose death. But, but, <laughs> the nice spin on that would be, he noticed his flaws and fell so hard, but he was able to step back, reevaluate his life and his choices, and smart enough to move ahead and do things the right way. Right. Which is, like, that takes a lot of a person, takes a lot of intelligence to, and a lot of emotional intelligence to overcome that. I would say none of these prosecutors have good emotional intelligence. No. If, no. if we were talking about people as smart emotionally, they all fucking lose. <laughs> yeah, every single one of them fails. And Mia Faye's the winner. <laughs> <laughs> and Mia Faye, not the smartest. <laughs> not the smartest. From an external standpoint, from an emotionally intelligent standpoint, she's on top. But yeah, she, yeah. 
Um, uh, but so I don't know. I guess depending on how you sell Edgeworth versus Franzi, it's it, either of them could win. It's it's really hard because I think Franzi wins the long game in terms of she she's bona fide. She got her credentials, and you can see them. Which Edgeworth is still chief prosecutor, but then he picks Sed Mahi to prosecute <laughs> yeah. Trucy's case. I really have got to dock Edgeworth R.E. being chief prosecutor because let's look at his hires. Gaspin Payne, Blackwell, <laughs> a, a literal prisoner is one of his hires, and Sed Mahi, this fucking crazy dude from overseas, and like there's no reason why you have to hire like for temporary times you have to bring in, like it's not like we never get an explanation that's like, oh, we have a political treaty with your country, and so he has to come in. Like, no, you straight up let him, like, come in and drive the bus. Like, you just were like, yeah, bro, come on. Like, I think the game excuse was it was everyone is still so corrupt and Edward's trying to weed them out that he had to bring in outside people. No, that's... But that's not... That's that's not in the game. No one says that in the game. Edward gives no excuses or reasons. So yeah, this is no sense very like, bad decisions, Edward. Sadmahi says, like, Chief Prosecutor Edward chose me for this trial. Yeah. Like, that's all we get. We don't get Edgeworth, and we see Edgeworth in this game. A and lot. He, well, sh- not a lot, but enough where he should have to explain himself. But he, do- nobody ever asks him. Nobody's nope. ever like, "What the fuck? Why do you let this this crazy dude prosecute the case with my daughter slash your daughter?" Because <laughs> <laughs> we've we've talked about. Um, I think we've talked about previously, like, why Simon gets to be a prosecutor. We know that Phoenix and Edgeworth talked about it. Yeah. They talked about it. He's like, listen, I got my new hire. You got your prisoner. We're going to let them figure this out because we need, we need we need to, like, continue to fix the luck. I think that they did that. I think that was orchestrated between the two of them. Is that a smart thing a smart person does? I don't think so. No, yeah. Like, let's look at this from, okay, we've got two people with, like, severe trauma and emotional problems, and they need to sort it out. Why don't we let them sort it out in the courtroom? (laughs) 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 Just like we always did, baby. Like, no. Okay, like, that's not what a smart person does. I would actually love it if someone drew a comic now where, like, Phoenix and Edward have counseling because they have like a, they have a mandated counselor, like a therapist that they go see just to keep their relationship healthy. And so they're like, they're talking about this, and they're like, oh, like we did. The counselor's like, no, please stop. Please stop. And then they walk out together, like hugging. Yeah, and then she quits her job. Well, also, I mean, like. If we want to go for a pettiness, right? Miles Edgeworth is not smart enough to realize there's a human in his suitcase. (laughs) There's a human child, teenage child in his suitcase. Not smart enough to figure that one out. But, like, that's not disqualifying. But if we want to go, like, for nitpicky, right? The problem is we do know too much about Edgeworth. That's true. I mean, I think, like, at its core, if I'm going to boil down why I go Franzi rather than Edgeworth, is that Edgeworth is playable. Like, I get to see, like, it's like, you know how you get to see inside Phoenix's head, you know he fucking doesn't know what that, like, you see Phoenix from other perspective, and he's, like, cold and calculating, and he's, like, cutthroat and shit, but you go inside Phoenix's head, and he's like, no! (laughs) Like, I, we get to go inside Edgeworth's head, and we get to see that Edgeworth spends his entire day being like, I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm surrounded by idiots all the time. But, like. He's not. No, <laughs> you know, it's he's like, not. And we get to see him be like, I can't get rid of this teenage girl. Like, it's like, yeah, you can. 
you're relying on that teenage girl, which I would say is not a smart move. <laughs> like, kleptomaniac teenager is your closest ally. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. I, I think that the fact that we get to see Edgeworth's thoughts, the fact that we get to see, you know, um, Psycho Lox Edgeworth, yeah. uh, takes him to... Pairs them down on the smartness scale. Like, because even if you answer every single thing right, the, the thoughts that we get of Edgeworth, you're right, are not necessarily mm-hmm. ones that make you feel like he's like, he's so smart. Oh my God, I feel like I'm inside Sherlock's head. You know, yeah. Kind of and, you, and like basic logic being his superpower is something that we all fucking laughed about. Literally, we all are like, oh, he can do basic <laughs> logic. Like, it's like, you know, we've all mocked him for this. <laughs> That's not like a smart guy thing. That's like a thing we all were like, oh, come on. It's fucking logic. Are you kidding me? Jesse, have you, have we swayed you in a direction? Yeah, I was thinking Franzi because, yeah, Franzi. Okay. I just wanted to see if you had any final arguments for literally anyone else. No. What what could I say about anyone else that we haven't already talked about? Yeah, I'm sorry we've knocked Burn Faraday out, but... Uh... I mean, uh, that was a quick... We mentioned at dinner that with this question existed, and I was like, who's the most obscure prosecutor? Because <laughs> they would have the most... The least screen time, so they couldn't appear smart. Exactly. Because we don't know he's not the smartest. Yeah. And I don't know Investigations 2 or anything, but I can say that Sebastian DeBest is not gonna beat Francisco Vulcaro. And I don't even know anything about Sebastian. He may not be a prosecutor. He wears a blue coat, so he might be a defense attorney student at Themis, but he ain't it. He ain't it, son. Also, Robin Newman ain't it, son. (laughs) Robin Newman's not a full-fledged, like, like Robin is in school for it. Yeah. But ain't it. Nope. mm -mm. Nope. Clavier is okay. I hope so too. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll be able to judge him for his smartness, but I think we're just gonna get him sad forever, <laughs> if at all. It's rough. Um. Uh, well, I do want to say thanks for everybody for listening. We have an email from a new listener named Matilda. Oh. Uh, since we were able to get our, since we changed hosting sites to Podbean, we were able to get the backlog back up and running. Oh. So, um, Matilda's been uh just going through. Through all this old stuff, uh, so <laughs> sorry, Matilda. <laughs> so there's some. I'm sorry for sound quality in the beginning. It was rough, but we 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 overcame it mostly. Uh, so they're up to episode 47, which I'm like, that's too many. <laughs> We're almost to 100. I know, maybe, maybe. Oh. Um, but Matilda wanted to let us know that Matilda loved the crossover Davy Sprocket character comedy gold so like i'm glad i'm glad we're funny well let's That's talk great. about that i wish i remembered that you weren't there okay did you listen to him no i wasn't there so no all right well you should listen to it we did that's the crossover we did with the dr game and sign podcast which is notable because it's funny but also because the, their episode with us on it actually dropped this month which is august 2019 so we we played some games with them and made a Frankenstein game monster and Stephanie insisted the entire time that they were all Ace Attorney games that it was I, I very just, fun. I didn't get to the court part in a lot of games. I'm bad at games, so um, you know what? Just stay tuned. I will I will get to the court. I will get to the bottom of the court on all of those games except Katana Ray. Yeah, or except Katana Zero, or whatever it is. <laughs> no, you never get to the court part in Katana <laughs> Zero. Okay. But yeah, so we played three games with them and we made it. We made a Franken game called Dice Katessin. So go pick up their episode called Dice of Katessin. It's a very fun uh, game where you eat drug dice. <laughs> That's what? <right. laughs> We're funny. Um, uh, Matilda also wants to argue with us about um, our opinions on the death penalty. So Matilda, please, if you would like to send that argument in, 
do so. Please, yeah, please do. Uh, Jenny just wanted to say that loved us. Uh, they also Jenny wants us to know um, if we can do that Ace Attorney movie recap. Yeah, which we will. We, we're going to put it in the doc, and we're going to try to make it happen this year. Jesse has it. Yes. Right, the live action one. Yes. So maybe that can be next Jenny month. also gave us a dodgy YouTube link in case we don't sit down to Jesse. Oh, watching. dodgy YouTube link. Yeah. <laughs> I love myself a good dodgy YouTube link. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can sit down and do that in the next few months. So, yeah. Uh, why don't you read me with Mop Up Got? Okay, so Mop Up has some fake My news, boy. which is that the Ace Attorney trilogy has the additional languages trailer dropped. Yes, I did see that repeatedly on the Twitters, is that they keep adding more languages like German and Chinese, simplified Chinese and traditional Chinese. Yep, so that's fake news and stuff he'd like us to talk about in the future. Ghost Trick Laydown, it's always good. We have to replay it, but that Ghost Trick Lowdown would be fun. Yeah, we we had asked if people were interested in that, so if you were also interested in any sort of lowdowns, by all means, let us know. Yeah. I tried to play Ghost Trick and it crashed. Every time. But yeah. And then if we end up playing Investigations 2, then he will play it. Oh. And he would like a basic guide on how to install it on his computer. If we do end up playing Investigations 2. Um, I believe I believe we've had offers, so I'm sure that offer can be extended to mop up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay. Alright. Jams also repeated the homework questions, so I wouldn't have to go look for them. Jams is... Oh, we also got a shout-out on Twitter. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah, speaking of jams... Um, we think it's you, jams. <laughs> we got a shout-out from the Out of Context Ace Attorney Twitter uh, for being uh, some good fandom content. So, thank you, Out, like, Ace, uh, out of Context Ace Attorney Twitter. Um, I would look up what your handle is, but my phone's over there. Um, which I appreciate yeah. because it was... It was such a good summary of our podcast in a way I would never ever summarize our podcast. It was like a professional a professional summary of our podcast and I've never used professional words to describe our podcast <laughs> ever. Right. I didn't put it on my CV like some people in this room have. I did it once and it was for like <laughs> one specific thing and then I took it off. Well, I forgot to take it off. I had you look at my CV and then I took it off. But I was, it was seen. Yeah. They, it's never been on the resume of the two people who are always on this. <laughs> it was for a reason that I don't remember anymore, but that was like last year, so. Yeah. So, new homework question, because Jams had a list. Thank you, I, thank you, Jams. Thank you, Jams. Really helps. Bringing the homework back also just feels good. <laughs> it just feels, it feels actionable. We get some emails out of it. We can think on things. Yeah. We don't think on things, but it's just We get good. to argue for 20 minutes, which it's, is really what most of this podcast is anyway. It feels good. Anyway, so homework question for everybody is going to be, if you can permanently delete one character from Ace Attorney canon, who would it be? And there are no stipulations on it, but man, is it gonna have ramifications. It's, yeah, I mean, like, you can't, if you just delete somebody like that's gonna have waves obviously if you delete if you delete apollo that's gonna be real big if you delete doug swallows it's still gonna have issues you know like it's still gonna have ramifications so because like my initial we we could just wait and talk about this next time but i was gonna say my initial was salmonella but you need that witness testimony well and also like how does it fit within the universe salmonella like we could argue this later invented steel samurai Samurai. yeah it's his mind yeah. His disgusting mind came up with that. <laughs> that nasty man came up with it. So, so this is said, a good question. Yeah, so please send in your thoughts and your your picks 
to objecttothispodcast at gmail.com. We also will read them if you submit them to the Tumblr at objecttothis.tumblr.com. And then also you can find us on Podbean, which is object to this. No, it's it's podbean.com slash object to this, I think. I haven't memorized this one yet, y'all. But go to Podbean and search for us. Yeah, and you can follow us on Podbean. I don't know what it does there. Or you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and you can just say whatever you want there. But, you know, five stars is appreciated. Uh, but that helps also bump our rating up so people can actually see our podcast. And it's still going, so like, hey... <laughs> some some people out there thirsty for this content. <laughs> we in a drought, so you know. Um, thanks, Dark Shadow Rage, too off the YouTube's for the use of our theme song, "Hey Pal," Detective Gumshoe remix, and thanks, thanks Shout Out Maestro, for the ending song. Wow. Sent us a bunch of von Karmized tunes, so we're gonna play through Ooh, those. Yeah. So in the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Jesse. I'm Michelle. And that was object to this. So why don't you object to that? I wanna be undead. I wanna be your first child I wanna be your 18 I wanna be your endgame, I don't wanna touch you I don't wanna be just another exile You don't wanna see, I don't wanna miss you Like the other girls do I don't wanna hurt you I just wanna be drinking on the beach with you I don't wanna be I don't want to be all sad, I don't want to be all sad, I ain't trying to play.